Hey, this is Chris Munns, and this is Ladbrokes, Road to the Cup. Signal from behind, and they're racing in the Lexus Melbourne Cup. Explosive Jack. I won 42 Group 1 races. Amongst them, the Epsom, the Goodwood, the Stradbroke, Doncaster, and Metropolitan Handicaps. I won the Caulfield Cup. Descarado won the Caulfield Cup for game. The Cox Plate. Saberville, three quarters of a leaf, the fields of Omar. Golden Slippers. Crowd in front, and Trowell wins the slipper for Chrissy Munts. In the lead-up to Australia's greatest race, I'm going to talk to some of my best mates who have all played a part in the race that stops the nation. There'll be some great stories and memories from some of Australia's best jockeys and trainers who have all played a part in the world-famous race. And now it gives me very great pleasure to present the winner's trophy. Jezebel kicks on the inside, Jezebel, but champagne and New Zealand Quinella, Persian punch third from Yorkshire, Torpens. Seen a better one, guys? Oh, no, I haven't, Bruce, and haven't seen two such magnificent performances. So, Brian, what um, what was your love about training racehorses, and what what um, what was the average day like that you used to go through when you were when you were training full time in in New Zealand before you come to Australia? Uh, you know, I was my father trained, and I didn't love schools, so I did an apprenticeship as a farrier. I had a job with um, international racehorse transport, flying horses overseas for a number of years, so I got plenty of reading time on planes. So yeah, I had an early interest in breeding and and the actual art of training. Where did you cut your teeth there, as as far as learning to train racehorses? And well, I got to give most of the credit to an American actually, and. Um, he was a great study, and I got to meet him a couple of times on the time I was in America, and um, got to pick his brains a little bit. And some years later, I, I think you probably know Chris. I designed a bit called the Trier Bit. I went back to the states after I won the cup and got to meet up with Lucas and talk to him again, and got to thank him. I wouldn't have won the won the cup without uh, what I'd learned from him. So, what what were you able to bring from that to? The Melbourne Cup. To, to simplify it, he understood the difference in the muscle fibres and the different ways of conditioning those muscles. So building a horse's aerobic capacity to run two miles really important and also keeping the speed in, the, in their legs is really important. Certainly an art, isn't it, with your stayers still being able to keep enough speed in their legs to be able to, to race competitively on speed and then can sustain a good gallop. I noticed actually with a little... Over the years, with a lot of the speed, uh, a lot of the Zabils, you could take the speed out of them very easily. I remember you telling me, I think it was the last gallop that you gave her before the Melbourne Cup was only like a 400 metre sprint up or something. Is that right? That's right. That's dead right. Uh, yeah. uh, it's probably one of the hardest calls I ever made. The really? temptation there to gallop a little further. But um, a good friend of mine, I, I remember ringing Pat that week and I'm saying Jesus Pat she's right on the edge you know mm. she could tip over easily he's, I remember Pat saying to me he said BJ he said, he said you look in that mountain yard every year the cup and our skin and bone mm. yeah <laughs> kind of Pat gave me the confidence not to work it too hard but... and she spent a lot of time at the beach did she I'd take her to the beach probably twice a week so talk to us about um, when you like obviously Melbourne Cup day you knew that she was a live chance in the race and did it feel like you were, you were it was your grand final your for a footballer's grand final getting ready and and um, what was the feeling like sounds ridiculous to say but I felt really confident you know what it's like Chris you've trained now so you're seldom confident and um, even in a maiden yourself confident yeah. <laughs> I am anyway. yeah. but I just felt I had everything right with it 
I thought only the jockey could mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> so how did I write it? Did I write it all right or what? <laughs> you wrote it exactly as we discussed. Yeah. If somebody wants to take the time to watch the race, I said to Chris, um, ride it like a sprinter out of the gate. Chesabeel heading towards the front runners and Gold Guru not far away from them. Second coming, trying to find a position. Go early. straight to the front. Yep. Stay one off the fence and let us slot back in. Straight the first time, three crowns over on the inside. Gold Guru and between them Jezebel. And that's exactly what you did. You got the perfect run on it. There was plenty of kick there when you need it. Jezebel has joined in. Look at Jezebel coming with a great run at the 400. Persian punches tackled by Jezebel. Wider out Faithful Son. Here comes Champagne and Torfin's Melody is coming with her. Jezebel tackled yeah, by no, it was, I mean, I, I remember the day myself very vividly. I thought I'd got to the front too soon on it, but um, we still had a good hold for it. Just... Yeah, well, we discussed that too. You know, it's about not going too soon. So, you, yeah, you, you got it right. So when, um, like when you were looking for a jockey to ride her, you know, take me aside, what were you actually looking for in, the, in a rider that would suit your mare? Obviously, you, you had an opinion of your mare, how she needed to be ridden. Yeah, well, one of the things I thought of become a trademark for me was, was I spent time teaching my horses to be fast, stay out of the gate, take a position and relax. That's what I learned from the Americans of it. But with her, she had a really light mouth, incredibly light mouth. And in fact, that's why she got injured at three. And that's one of the reasons you got the ride, Chris, because you got beautiful hands. And that was a big thing for her. Even riding a track work, she um, she got stressed. Somebody got on her mouth too much. It could cause her to tie up. Mm. And um, she tied up up at Pat Carey's stable. I've only been there about a week from New Zealand. And she, um, yeah, Ross Tightsell came out to her, the vet, and he said, uh, turn her out for three months. I said, you're kidding. She's going to be running in the cup in three months. We got down to the country. and That wasn't the prognosis you were looking for? No, no. But she, yeah, she was difficult that way. The big problem for New Zealanders coming over is <clears throat> nailing one of your top top jockeys down to ride, you know. Mm. Um, Opie Bossom had ridden her in the Auckland Cup. Third, Jezebel on the outside holding. Jezebel has beaten Aerosmith. Third at the line, North Lady, then followed La Celine. Mixed behind it. And um, he was going to be riding one of his uh, boss's horses, it looked like early on. Mm. But he was out of play. And, um, you know, you don't want to get left with the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth best jockey. You want, you want, you want one of the top two or three. Mm. Got to know Gary Stevens a little bit and um, spoke to him, and he he was actually booked for the for the ride. Turned out Gary was riding one he couldn't get off it, so that's when we decided to look locally. And I think Chris, you were riding a lot for Gay Waterhouse at the time. I noticed that she wasn't going to have a runner. You made a huge impression on me in the Auckland Cup when you were on second to her. I thought you shouldn't have finished as close as you did. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I actually remember you give that, that a treat. I actually remember that race, and I, I, I tell it quite often how I was. You'd actually run me to ride Jezebel in the Auckland Cup, but I'd already, I'd already been booked to ride. Um, Had you? Yeah. Aerosmith, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I couldn't ride the two, and which, um, 
Um, and then when I couldn't believe I got beat, that's what I couldn't believe. When I hit the front of the furlong, I'm thinking, well, I, I can win the next minute. Here comes Jezebel blowing me out down the outside. So, so there we go. It was a good old fight, and Jezebel and Opie Bosom have won the cup with a big fight from Eero Smith along the inside with Chris Muntz. That's one thing yeah. that stuck in my mind because I remember that the day that you did, we spoke and you asked me to ride her, and I said to my manager that I thought that she could win the cup. And he said, like at the time, she was still 50 to 1 or something. Yeah, yeah. He, he said, well, you're a lunatic. He said, he can't win. <laughs> I said, I bet it does. <laughs> I, was <laughs> well, bit, a, I was a bit confident that long out. Yeah, well, a lot of people didn't think she could win it. Now, I mean, uh, somebody telling me after she won the Auckland Cup, he says, oh, she can't win the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. What about, and obviously, you remember the last the last couple of furlongs of that Melbourne Cup and, and um, when Champagne loomed up alongside of us with Bossy on board, what, what were you thinking then? How, how were you feeling? <laughs> hey? um, well, I knew she always had plenty in the tank at the end. Yeah. So she, she was tough, like she could run out two mile very easily, you know. I mean, she was unbeaten at two mile in the end. Kicks on the inside, Jezebel, beat Champagne and New Zealand Quinella, Persian punch third from Yorkshire, Torpens Melody, tie the knot and then Skybo, faithful son. Did you, th- <laughs> did, did you think we'd run when we crossed the line? Did you think we'd run? I, I'm a bit of a coward. I was hiding in the jockey's room with um, Lucas Nelson. In those days, <laughs> trainers were allowed in the jockey's room. Yeah. And um, there was nobody in there. And uh, so I was watching it on the show. I knew not to watch it live, the finish live at Flemington, because it's too far back from the winning post and you can't see properly. Yeah. So we were watching it on the screen. Yeah, right. And uh, so we threw a few chairs around in the jockey's room. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and then walked out nice and calm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's so how, how that went. And how did it feel when the number come up? Would have been a great relief, I suppose. Yeah, it is a sense of relief. I guess you've experienced that as a trainer, Chris, that mm. um, there's a weight off your shoulders then. Yeah. Um, it's pretty intense, the you know, three months preparation, because that's all I was doing. I was just preparing here. And look, she couldn't have won it if she'd been in a, you know, a big stable and having to, you know, just go through the system like they do. She needed that one-on-one attention. Mm, mm. just to keep her right. She could tie up. If her potassium dropped below 2.7, she'd tie up. If you move the horse two paddocks down from her away, she would tie up. Really? <laughs> she, oh, she was just crying for her. And like, so bad. I've never seen one before or since as bad. Yeah. And in fact, her mother, Sullivan's trained her mother, and she never got to the races because she had the same condition. Oh. And um, they can't process lactic acid very well and right. um and mother had the same condition and, and those sullivans couldn't get here to the races and they were very good with a horse like that because horlicks had that condition and they managed to get her to japan and win a japan cup with us so mm-hmm. um kudos to them for for that effort with her because you know it's not it's twice as hard when you've got to travel You've quietened down now to the training side of it now. So do you still follow the horses or...? or, or uh... Oh, yeah, you know, we, yeah, we still have involvement. I've still got, I've still own one that, uh, that'll run sometime soon. And uh, my boys race a couple, um, two boys race one. Uh, they raced the jumper this year called Tolmac, who did quite well for them. 
but no, I stopped training about five years ago. Designed the, the Triadit, which has been a huge success. It's used worldwide now. Lucas actually won the Oaks this year with it and improves things. It um, takes a lot of the pressure off the tongue on the horse. And it's, I think you use it, don't you, Chris? You, We've got a few of them on it, yeah. We've got a, yeah, a few here to yeah. use, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, and do you miss it? Do you miss the, the racing all the time the, or the full-on racing? The training? Yeah. No, not really. Um, no? Not really. And I, it's been good to me. I loved it. And but I, uh, I only ever trained a very small number and I had some I had some wonderful horses. You know, I had uh, Bardane won two guineas races in New Zealand and uh, had Triassic, of course, I had Pink's mother. Yeah. So I traded a lot of horses, traded some good horses. I traded horses like, I sold horses like Perlin, who won two group ones, won a Durban Cup. Natural Blitz went up on the outside with Cedar Manor, Platinum Scissors and Perlin on the rail. Perlin got through on the inside of Platinum Scissors and Natural Blitz. Perlin in front, a pearl of a ride too. Perlin wins the Durban Cup from Platinum Scissors tight. With the Melbourne Cup itself, what, what do you think, why is it so special, the Melbourne Cup? Oh, just it's history, Chris. And um, yeah. I think, it, it, you know, I've changed it a little bit. I don't think for the better the last few years. They've, um, yeah, it's a lot of people trying to buy the race these days. You know, they're, they're going to spend a million dollars on a European horse and bring it back here to win it. And sometimes been successful doing it. Mm. But you know that there's, I don't know that there's any kudos in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the race. I think the race was better. I think. It's or from, from what they've done in, in the way of internationalising. It used to be a race that sort of any Australian could have aspirations, or any Kiwi had aspirations of winning, you know, could have aspirations. Now it's become quite difficult. Yeah. Although with COVID this year, I guess it became a lot easier <laughs> yeah. without the internationals coming down for that. So mm. I guess the locals got a, a better crack at it. She's very elegant. She's coming home. 300 to go. The mighty bear moves up to incentivise and races on by. Then floating out of Spanish mission, but very elegant at the 150. The darling of the term has raced clear three lengths incentivised, and it's very elegant. Ten group ones, and now the... it'll always be the cup. It'll always That's be right. The cup, yeah, you know? sure will. So... All right, Brian. It's been good talking to you, mate. I really appreciate you taking the time. You too, Chris. Take care. Good on you, see, Brian.